Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I want to take some time in this video to talk about the recent commitment of traders report that came out on Friday. Some pretty significant news in that uh, report talking about how, you know, as the title of this video suggests, commercials are again net long silver. They they significantly added to their long position and subtracted from their shorts. So, so I'll be covering that later on in this video. But real quick, I want to do a quick recap on some of the recent price action in the silver and gold markets. You know, I'm recording this video Monday morning. So it's encouraging to see that silver and gold have kind of moved up Sunday night into Sunday or Monday morning. Um, the reason I say that is, is last week, it was very much a different story. Uh, last week, they had an encouraging rally uh, the, the week prior. And then Sunday night, Monday morning, you know, overnight, they got slammed. They got slammed by quite a bit, and then they're back below like 1440, 1450, somewhere below that. Silver was, uh, I think, gold. Uh, you know, you can look at a, a five-day chart here. I think gold was, you know, below 1200 again, uh, and it was like, well, this is, you know, so much for that, so much for that rally. Well, different story this morning, and that's good. And and you know, people see these moves in the market. I'll, I'll keep it on this five-day chart. Moves like this or moves like this, and, and I've seen a lot of people kind of scratching their heads or, or kind of pointing to the wrong things on on why this is happening. You know, so for instance, uh, they're slammed down on a Sunday night, and people scream, you know, manipulation or something like that. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm a believer of manipulation. And I think it happens uh, a lot more often than than we believe, and in a lot more markets than than sometimes we're cognizant of. Uh, but what I've been looking at a lot lately for some of these to, to explain some of these big moves in silver and gold has been the Chinese yuan. I've talked about this for a while that the Chinese yuan has correlated very well with the price of gold for a while now. And so what I mean by that is that in yuan terms, gold is trading in a very tight range. And so when the yuan strengthens versus the dollar, gold goes up. When it weakens versus the dollar, gold goes down. And so last week, it was them coming out this golden week of theirs. Um, and I believe it was their government, central bank, instituting some easing policies to to help their economy out. And of course, that, that hurt their currency and silver and gold followed suit. And of course, silver, you know, follows gold pretty well a lot of times. Okay. And then, you know, it was last week, Thursday and Friday, as the stock market was crashed and people were saying, Hey, look at this safe haven bid for silver and gold. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, especially gold had had a huge day in there. I can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday. Um, had a huge day, a huge move up. And, and people are saying, like, this is it. I mean, silver and gold are, are, are catching this bid from stocks crashing. And I basically said, you know, not so fast. I think there's some element of that. When I think of a safe haven bid, first of all, I'm thinking of something much larger than this, much more sustained, and in the physical market, not just the paper market. But... You know, I think there was maybe some truth to that. There's also the fact that the dollar went down. But there's also the fact that the yuan had strengthened significantly at the end of last week. And I think, again, that explained a big part of that move up as well. And so it's just something to keep in mind that for whatever reason, the yuan has a very tight correlation with gold right now. People are going to say it's it's the, the uh, gold being 
or the yuan being pegged to the price of gold or something like that. I, I don't see any evidence to back that up or or to to dispute it, honestly, at this point. You know, I, my thoughts on it is that, you know, maybe China, their government, whatever, has some hand in this, whether it's to, to help stabilize their currency or whatever. I don't know. But it very well could just be a coincidence. Okay? And, and when I say that China has their hand in this, I'm not saying that they are the only perpetrators of, of it. I'm just saying that maybe, you know, maybe there's some element of that, whether it's their government or traders or something. Um, but it could become, it very well could just be that, you know, at this point, it's kind of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy that, that silver and gold traders realize that there is this correlation for a while. And, and, and for whatever reason, they just continue to follow. And so whenever the yuan strengthens, they, they bid up gold. Whenever it weakens, they, they sell off. And so it's kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's happened in the past, then, then it's going to happen in the future. And they themselves are kind of making sure that that comes true. Um, so uh, that's kind of some of the recent price action, silver and gold, I want to go over. Uh, I will be talking about later on in this video and some very interesting predictions from a very uh, bright individual, uh, Charlie McElliot, McElligot, McElligot, from Nomura, uh, Nomura Capital or whatever. He's like their cross-asset manager or analyst. Um, I'll be getting to that later on in this video. Before I get to that, though, I do want to get to uh, the, the main topic of this video, the commitment of traders report. Um, you know, before we go to this chart right here, this bar chart, I actually want to start off with a little bit more of a boring picture. Okay, this is, I'll zoom this in for you, um, you, you old farts out there that are losing your eyesight. Uh, okay, so this is silver right here. Um, and this is basically, so, so how this works is it's a report that's um, comes out each Friday at three o'clock central time, four o'clock Eastern as the markets are closing. So you can't really trade on this data until the following week. And it gives you data from Tuesday of that week. If that makes sense. And so what you're looking at right here is their positioning as of uh, October 9th. Okay. And so what's pretty significant about this, as the title suggests, is that commercials once again are net long in a big way. I mean, they significantly, you can see their net change they cut their short positions by quite a bit. They added to their longs. And in turn, you saw non-commercials, which are you know, speculators, hedges, whatever, hedge, hedge funds, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they subtracted quite a bit from their longs and added to their short position. So this is a big move. I mean, this is a pretty significant move uh, because they were net short by very little bit. And, and now they're net long by, um, I think, over 3,000 uh, contracts. And remember, each contract... Uh, we're talking paper markets here, guys. But each contract is 5,000 troy ounces. So that's that's quite a bit. And so looking at this chart here, and, and who knows, maybe I can zoom in a bit on this as well. I don't know. We'll try it out here. Seems like it zoomed out there when I did that. It's That's annoying. It zooms in on everything but the chart. Okay. You can still kind of see this. Okay. Um, oh, no. And I lost it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um so what we're looking at right here is you have the price of silver up here, and then you have different um, different categories of futures traders right here. Okay, so the red chart is commercials, green is is uh, non-commercials or, or or large speculators or, or what what is it called? Yeah, large speculators, and then blue is is small speculators. So I actually need to zoom out on this because I want to show you something here. Um, you know, why Why am I like making a big deal out of, of commercials going net long? You know, if you look at this chart over a very long term, and I'll look at it. It shows 20 years, but actually I think this goes back like 25 years. 
it should show up over here as being like, yeah, 1993, so 25 years. At no point does this red line cross the zero mark, meaning at no point do commercials go net long until like just a, a month or two ago, they went net long. And then they moved into a slightly net short position again, and then now they're net long again. Now, and, and, and as another trend that you can see throughout this is that it's very rare for large speculators to move net short. That's another important thing to keep in mind here. Um, now, commercials, when I talk about commercials, this is an important thing for me to mention is that that's mostly like bullion banks like JP Morgan. Um, there's probably some other big ones. Uh, I don't know, HSBC. I know they're big on the COMEX. Um, I know there's, but so what, you know, what data can we kind of glean from this? You know, I don't think that you guys should interpret this as me saying that this means silver needs to go higher or that it's about to take off or anything like that. There's people that hold that opinion, and I get it, that J.P. Morgan, they own a lot of silver. You know, the, the most recent count is over 143 million ounces on the COMEX. People say they have more elsewhere. I, we, we can't know. But on the COMEX, their official, their official reserves are like 143 million ounces. Okay. Um, that's like registered and, and non-registered or something like that. And... For a while, pe people have been saying that. Well, they're they're buying that for the reason for a reason that 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 they want to benefit off of a significant price rise in the price of silver. And you know, I'm one of those people. I be I believe that yes, J.P. Morgan has that in mind. It's just a matter of when. And is now the time? I don't know. I just don't know. But them closing out their short position would make sense because if they're net long, or if they just you know eventually wind down, you know, most of their position in the futures market, whatever happens. They can just make money from their from their physical long position, right? Um, so I guess you know if, if I can give you guys some, uh, I guess information that that I think of from this, and by no means take this as investment advice or anything like that. But you know the two I think significant things from this that it tells me is number one, I think that this is signaling pretty close to a bottom in precious metals. Um, doesn't mean they're going to be skyrocketing higher immediately, but pretty close to a bottom, I think. Because commercials, they're not always right. Just like hedge funds are not, or large speculators aren't always wrong in this market. But but then being net long just just tends to to make me think that this drop is pretty close to an end. Doesn't mean that it's going to be skyrocketing out. It could be trading in a, a range between fifteen and fourteen or something like that. You know, through the election, which I tend to think it might do that. Um, the other thing that, that this kind of makes me think about is the potential for a short squeeze. A short squeeze is when you have a lot of traders in a short position, heavily short. Of course, you have longs to, to kind of act on the other side of that to balance out the trade. But you have, you have one set of traders, in this case, it'd be like hedge funds or large speculators on the short side of an asset, in this case, silver. And the price moves up significantly, and they have to cover their shorts. Um, and and uh, well, the price of silver goes up significantly in a short squeeze type of an event. Um, it, it happens very hap often. You you can see it in a it happens very quickly. You can see it in a lot of other markets. These short squeezes uh, from time to time, and they happen from silver in silver and gold from time to time as well. But you know that would be another thing that I would, I would consider as a potential of this. But you know, just because commercials are net long doesn't mean anything has to happen. But it's something to keep an eye on. It, because again, 25 years of history, this is the first time they've been in that position. So something to keep in mind. Um, 
you know, the other thing I want to talk about on the topic of price is uh, the, this guy over here, and, and you know, Zero Hedge has this article. I don't know if them. There he is, uh, Charlie McElliott. Um, he is the. He's like their again, as I said earlier, their cross asset um, strategist over at Nomura. Okay, really bright guy. And first of all, you know, before I talk about this, um, everybody watching this program, this channel, listening to this, whatever. Check out a podcast called Macro Voices, okay? Run by this guy by the name of Eric Townsend and and uh, Patrick Ceresna. These they're, they're two traders. Um, I think Eric's a fund manager and, and Patrick is does some other stuff. And uh, very bright individuals. And and you know what's great about it is that they have a very realistic view of the markets. They know how the markets work. They're also very bearish on. The markets, the stocks, on, on on bonds, on the U.S. government. You know, they, I think a lot of what they believe would would fall in line with what you and I believe in terms of the Fed, in terms of of just the the rottenness at the core of our economy, the problems with runaway debt and printing money, etc. They believe in all of that as well. I think, you know, I think they they buy into that as well. They just also trade on it, and they understand that just because it's rotten doesn't mean that it's going to immediately collapse, and so they make money along the way, and they. Positions and hopefully will position themselves, you know, to 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 shore up the whole thing eventually. But um, very bright individuals, very bright. Okay, and so, anyways, you know, last Thursday they put out their weekly podcast, Macro Voices. Check it out. Put put out their weekly podcast on Thursday. So this was before all of the selling on Friday. But they had this Charlie guy on there um, talking about uh, different, you know, the S and P and and and. Uh, the bond market, but but a lot of it was about the stock market and how much further was this going to fall, or is it we're going to find new highs soon, etc. Listen to it; you can check it out for yourself. He wasn't even the feature guy on there, but I didn't even listen to the feature guy that that day. I just I just skipped ahead to when they're talking to this guy. Um, but then they asked him about gold because uh, Eric, in particular, I think is a big fan of gold and and uh, he thinks it's going to have its day in the sun eventually, but just not yet. And so what Charlie says again, very bright guy with. It's just a mountain of data in front of him. Like he knows the markets like far, far deeper than any of us could just because of the the information that he has access to. And so basically what he says is that the number that he's really looking at as a key number for gold would be about 1245. A daily close above 1245. And this is not, you know, it, this 1245 number absolutely could change if we're like talking three months in the future or something like that. But, you know, over the next week or two, um, he sees that as kind of being the big, uh, potentially the big tipping point for gold. Because then you have a lot of money actually close out some of their their net short position on gold, basically. Um, And then eventually, you know, move into a long position. But that, that move to 1245 or even 1250 and that close daily close of that point could send gold much, much higher as more and more um, funds position themselves to be net long um, gold. So uh, I found that to be very interesting. Again, I I encourage you guys to listen to it um, yourselves uh, because, again, these are very bright individuals. And, you know, I could only hope to have as high quality of a podcast one as they do. But, you know, I'm happy to have you guys here anyways. And I hope that you guys learned a lot from this today. So um, thank you guys for watching. You know, if you did enjoy this, if, if you want to support my channel somehow, um, first of all, you 
you've already done the most important thing you can, and that's watch this video or, or listen to this podcast if you're listening to it in podcast world. Um, otherwise, uh, liking this video, commenting, subscribing, those things help me out a ton. And finally, um, there's also my Patreon, which is uh, down below in the description of this. You can check that out. You don't have to sign up, but but check it out. You know, there's some different perks on there, um, and it's a great way to, to support me and my channel on an ongoing basis. But again, the most important thing you, you could do to help me out, you've already done by watching it thus far. So thank you guys, every single one of you guys out there. Um, I, I read just about every single one of your comments, even if I don't always reply. I uh, And I'm very thankful to have you guys here. Um, and I, I'm glad that I can pr- bring news, I can bring information to you guys in a relatable and digestible way. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.